BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. There's something magical about unboxing. When you unbox BritBox, you uncover a world of British entertainment. Stream the UK's most brilliant series, including new and upcoming seasons of Shetland, Father Brown and Death in Paradise. Plus new originals like Payback, Irving Welsh's Crime and Archie, the story of Hollywood's greatest leading man, Cary Grant. Unbox BritBox and escape to the best of British TV. Stream with a free trial at BritBox.com. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Welcome to the Absolutely Not Podcast, where we do the most and the least at the same damn time. I'm your host, Heather McMahon. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of the Absolutely Not Podcast. I'm your host, Heather McMahon. How the hell are you? Hope you're doing fantastic. You're either feeling frisky or fluish. There's only two ways to feel these days. Everybody is hitting the deck, hitting the deck hard, the Lido deck, and then falling eight stories off into the ocean. I don't know what's going around, but everything's going around. COVID is the least of our issues at this point. Do you know what I mean? There's like a flu one, two, A, B, Q. Then there's RSV. I'm watching TikToks on how you're supposed to slice onions and potatoes and put them in your socks at night. Because that's what the old Irish women would do. I feel okay. But Robin, who turned 75 on December 4th, she's been, she's literally been walking around with the bubonic plague today, but don't worry, for the last week. But you know, she comes from that boomer era where they, where they won't tell you when they feel sick. Bitch's leg could be dangling. And she's like, oh, I'm fine. Give me a glass of Chianti. But she hit the outlet malls today. I slept till 1 p.m. today. And Robin McMahon was up at the outlet malls spreading the bubonic plague. So my apologies, anybody who was at an outlet today. Because she also doesn't cover her mouth when she coughs. It's just this everywhere. (coughs) Oh, And then you're like, mom, mom, swallow your cough. You can't cough like that in public. We're post-COVID. You can't do that. Swallow your cough. And she's like, oh, shut up. Oh, shut up. I'm like, no, you need to shut the fuck up. Okay, we're about to get kicked out of this West Elm outlet immediately. Speaking of the deck and going overboard, y'all, we have got to discuss this. I am dying to get this guy on the podcast. I'm going to figure out how to do it. Did y'all hear about this guy that went over? He went overboard on a carnival cruise over Thanksgiving. The carnival cruise was leaving out of New Orleans. He was in the water treading for 20 hours till the Coast Guard got him. Now, I don't know what kind of rights I have to play the ABC Good Morning America or the, you know, ABC News exclusive interview with this guy, but I just listened to it personally and I'll put it up on Instagram. It's insane. And also this guy, I mean, he's just, you know, he's kind of country. He's from Alabama. And the lady is who is interviewing him. The journalist is like, what were you like? How many drinks did you have on this? He's like, I. I had a couple during the day. Yes, ma'am, I did. 
And then I got one free drink. <laughs> this is the best. The guy goes, I had one free drink because I won a, an air guitar contest. And then in this harrowing journalistic piece, they splice in the social media footage, you know, the Instagram story of like his girlfriend or his sister recording him winning the air guitar contest on the Carnival Valor. You know what I mean? I feel like, listen, I don't fuck with Carnival. I will fuck with the Royal Caribbean. I'll fuck with a celebrity cruise. I'm not going. Carnival is the spirit of the sea. You know what I mean? And I'm not doing it. I'm not fucking doing it. It's the frontier spirit of the fucking sea. And I'm absolutely not. And if you know me, I grew up a big cruise girly. I love to cruise. My dream job is to be, and I've said it a million times, I'll say it again, like an entertainment cruise director. You get the outfits, you're running the conga line, apparently doing an air guitar contest at 3 p.m. by the pizza station. Like, that's my fucking dream. Snacks, booze, tourists, games. Yes. Hello. Sign me up. Where do I start? But so this guy's like, well, you know, I won. I had one last drink when I won that air, air guitar contest. And then I went back to the, the bunk. And then I got up in the middle of the night to go pee. And I don't know. Next thing you know, I woke up in the water. <laughs> first of all, first of all, that means this guy was like unconscious in the water for a large amount of time. Also, how did he get over? We, we still don't have the answer to that. Carnival has not been able to answer it. This guy has not been able to answer it. And like, I am, what a harrowing situation. But in this interview, this guy's so Alabama. He's like, you know, I, I don't know. Next thing you know, I woke up in the damn water. And it's just so genuine. And he's like, and I knew, shit, we're going to have to make it. This guy tread 20 hours of water. 20 hours in the water. And then the Coast Guard finally found him. It wasn't until 12 hours later at 2.30 in the afternoon, this article says that they found that his family alerted the boat, like, we don't know where he is. We don't know where he is. I mean, oh my God. This guy's name is James Michael Grimes. He does not remember how he ended up falling off the Carnival Valor. He says that he lost consciousness before he came to. I was in the water with no boat in sight. Y'all, if anybody is related to James Michael Grimes, please, please DM me, email me, put a bunch of cruise ships in the DM, find a way to get in touch with me. Email the email that is connected to my fucking, whatchamacallit, my Instagram. Please, I need to meet this man. Call into the hotline. I need to interview James Michael Grimes. I mean, in this interview, he's just so nonchalant. He's like, I mean, I took off my socks and when the Coast Guard showed up, I told him, hey, I apologize, guys. I ain't got nothing on. I ain't got a stitch of clothing on. <laughs> just like, like only a man from Alabama would be able to survive 20 hours overboard. You give that same harrowing experience to a man from Delaware, get the fuck out of here. Nope, not built the same. Not built the same, not even close. You think some guy from like Tucson, Arizona can handle it? Nah, bruh. No, not a chance in fucking hell. But a dude from Bama, just period. We don't even know what, where in Alabama he's from, but just from Alabama. On the Carnival Valor, he's like, I had a couple of brew dogs won the air guitar contest next to you now. I'm, a, I'm overboard. 
just everything about it is so, it's so wild. It's so wild. I got to find this guy. But of course, and it's like a cruise ship leaving New Orleans. You know, you got to be a fucking raging partier to take a cruise out of New Orleans. Now, I know it's a port town, but you know, it. there's a big difference in taking a cruise out of Orlando or get, hopping on that Valor out of New Orleans. Bitch, if you hitting the open waters from the Big Easy, you know there's an air guitar contest on deck four by the pizza station. Oh my God, I've been obsessed with this guy. I'm obsessed with everything. I'm obsessed with Louisiana. I had so much fun in New Orleans. That show was so much fun. What a great audience. You guys really came out and brought it. Montgomery, y'all were drunk. Mommy's hadn't been out in a while, but I still had a lot of fun. But that New Orleans show was just everything. And it felt good. Felt good. I was clicking. It was, we were back in the pocket, back in the zone. And I'm finding my strides with the new show. And I just loved it. I had so much fun. I walked off stage. and I was like, that's how you fucking go. You know what I mean? That's how you go, dude. And like the other thing about it, this guy being in the water for so long, like how do you even keep yourself motivated? There are days I can't even, and I have nothing to complain about. You know, some days it's hard to keep going. Some days are just fucking hard. Can you imagine the kind of mental fucking fortitude in the inner monologue you're having to have with yourself when you're just treading water for 20 fucking hours? The journalist was like, what did you, you know, did you eat anything? And he said, I saw a little, little tree bark go by and I bit into it. Didn't taste good, but it changed up the flavor in my mouth. And I'm not doing a country accent, like to do a character of this guy. This is literally what he says in the interview. If I can get him on, I'll show him my titties. I don't care. He's a survivor and a hero. From websites and online stores to marketing tools and analytics, Squarespace is the all-in-one platform to build a beautiful online presence and run your business. You know, I love Squarespace. It's made it so easy to build my tour website so you can have access to everything. And I mean, I I have literally everything there, like e-commerce, you can buy merch, I can do email campaigns through it, social sharing, analytics, blogging tools, you name it, they have it. And right now, if you go to squarespace.com slash absolutely for a free trial, when you're ready to launch, use offer code absolutely to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Again, that's squarespace.com slash absolutely for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, use offer code absolutely to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Honestly, this is such a no-brainer. Squarespace is the best. And I know a lot of y'all are going out in the new year and you're going to start something new and you're going to branch out and do your own thing. Make your life easier. Just go to squarespace.com slash absolutely and I got you. Like, I got you. You got this. I got you. And Squarespace has all of us because it doesn't matter what you're trying to do, whether you um, need blogging tools, SEO tools, mailing lists, product features. You can literally add podcasts to your website. Whatever you're trying to do, Squarespace just makes it a one-stop shop. I love it. It makes my life so much easier. And you don't have to be a rocket scientist to have a beautiful online presence. And that's why we love Squarespace go to squarespace.com slash absolutely for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, use offer code absolutely to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. 
I told you how important it is that I start every day with a little bit of protein. And when you get enough protein, it just sets your day off right. And I always make sure I get my ritual protein before I have my cup of coffee in the morning to just give that good, just to start my day off the right way. I love ritual protein. They have a daily shake 18 and up, which is a complete amino acid profile featuring choline and essential nutrient and common dietary gap. They also have a daily shake 15 up, which adds calcium HMB to the mix, helping to build and maintain muscle mass for healthy, active aging. And they have Daily Shake for pregnancy and postpartum, which is formulated with extra nutrient support to help meet the demands of pregnancy and lactation. I love their proteins, okay? And this is why. Because all their formulas are very thoughtful. They have three different ones, but they're with 20 grams of pea protein per serving. Dude, if you start your day off with just a nice shake in the morning, some good 20 grams of protein, that will satiate you and just... Put one foot in front of the other. Put the right foot in front of the other, okay? You won't be a starving bitch by the time lunch comes around and turn into a monster. I love ritual. Ready to shake up your protein ritual? Well, to make trying something new easier, Ritual is offering my followers 10% off their first three months when you shop online at ritual.com slash absolutely. If you prefer to shop in person, Ritual is now available at Whole Foods Market. We love to see it. Again, you go to ritual.com slash absolutely for 10% off your first three months when you shop online at ritual.com slash absolutely. But like him falling off and not knowing how he fell off is like that scene from Bridesmaids where Melissa McCarthy's character is like, I fell off the Lido deck, hit eight different balconies on the way down, woke up in the ocean face to face with the dolphin. You know, like that is... That's fucking crazy, dude. So I want you to know right now, if you've been bitching and complaining about fucking anything, you could have been overboard on a carnival fucking valor for 20 hours and picked up naked by the Coast Guard. You're doing okay. Sorry that Toys R Us ran out of, you know, the next Teletubby or whatever the fuck the kids are getting these days. For your spoiled child, you tell that kid, have an attitude of gratitude this holiday season. And maybe we all just need to lock it up on the cruises. Like what? Dude, it would be so fun to get some, like a, a cruise captain in here to tell us wild stories about the things they've seen. I haven't been on a cruise since 2010. My sister and I went on a, a Norwegian cruise and it was a, it's called freestyle cruising where you don't have to like have dinner at a certain time. You can just kind of like do your thing. And, um, I've said this before, but I saw a grown woman in a motorized wheelchair. She was fully able-bodied. She didn't need it. She was just being fucking lazy, getting a fight with a man at a buffet over cheesecake. And it wasn't the last slice. There were plenty of pieces of cheesecake. And the woman is screaming at this other man. And then her husband walks up and he's like, God damn it, Darlene, let it go. And in that moment, I said, I think this is my last cruise for a while. <laughs> you know? But dude, if I could go on a cruise and just, maybe I need to go back. The characters, the things you see on a cruise. Oh my God. I got I to talk to this guy. But this is just a great reminder. Whatever you're fucking going through right now, like have an attitude of gratitude. Jeff asked me, he said, Heather, what do you want for Christmas? And I said, for everybody to have an attitude of gratitude. Everyone's been fucking complaining. I know we all don't feel good. I know we're sick as fucking dogs. Everyone's got either a fever blister or just a fever, an issue with their fucking dicks and their ears and everything. Just 
Guys, we know we're all trying to stay healthy and survive and get through the end of the year. But do y'all have the kind of attitude of gratitude that this man who fell off a fucking carnival cruise does? Probably not. So maybe we all just need to take a second to reevaluate what's important. You know what's important? Being on dry land. You know what's important? Tucking into your cabin at night on your cruise ship and knowing the door's not going to magically swing open and somehow you're going overboard. Okay? I'm telling you right now. Attitude of gratitude. That's what it's all about. And that's a good reminder for all of us because I know it's about to get crazy. Dude, I just spent like two grand on a flight from Grand Rapids, Michigan to Los Angeles. And I'm on the phone with my Delta representative. And she's like, this is crazy. And I said, bitch, that's a price of doing business. And she and I both had a good hearty laugh. And I said, you know what, though? I got an attitude of gratitude because I'm, what am I doing? going to edit my comedy special and that's exciting. Also cannot wait to be back up in Michigan this weekend. I've got three shows this weekend. I'm going to Louisville, Kentucky. Cannot fucking wait. I've been to Lexington twice, never been to Louisville. And again, this is a whole new show, the comeback tour, all new material. So if you came out to the comedy special back in October, it's a whole new show. So come down to Louisville. We've got Louisville. Then I'm flying to Detroit. I'm playing Detroit, one of my favorite cities. Then I'm going up for the first time to Grand Rapids, Michigan. And then I got a leave the next day and go to Los Angeles for work. And we, so we're in it. We're in the thick of it. I got, what do I have? Like six more shows till the end of the year. And then I'm coming to Asheville, North Carolina and Greensboro, North Carolina. And then we're going to take a little time off for Santa. And then I will be back hitting the ground running in 2023. So let's all have a minute. Let's just put things in perspective. If you feel like your whole family's, you know, sick, everybody's got a fucking attitude. We're all trying to survive. We don't know what this RSV thing is. We got onions in our socks and we're trying to figure it out. Just take a second. Take a deep breath in, deep breath out. And remember, you could be like James Michael Grimes treading water for 20 hours after winning too many beverages in an air guitar contest. Keep it in perspective, ladies and gentlemen. Although I do have to complain about one thing. We went to this fancy hotel, this really fancy hotel, after the show in New Orleans. And I had a bunch of friends from college, a bunch of other friends, and we're at this really fancy place. Now, y'all know I've worked in every restaurant. I've worked in every bar. I have been in that business. I've been in hospitality. I understand the ebbs and flows of service when it comes to beverage service. We walk into this really fancy hotel and there's plenty of open space and we probably have like 10 people in our group. So we're splitting up two tables of five, right? Easy. So we started sitting down on these like really expensive velvet couches at this nice bar and the energy of, I don't know if he was the GM, the manager, the main server. It was the most unhinged It started off passive aggressive and then it just elevated. It escalated. I don't even know how to describe it, but this man did not have an attitude of gratitude. He walks in and, you know, I understand when there are these like fancy bars where they want everybody seated, right? And there's a method to the madness and it's these like cocktail mixology experiences where you have to fucking sit in a certain seat, whatever. We got it. We were willing to be very accommodating, but we sit down. And this guy approaches us, and I swear to God that this is how the conversation went. He said, this isn't going to work. This is not going to work. 
So this is not going to work. And this is how this is going to work, though. You're either going to go by my rules or you're not going to be here. So this is what's going to happen. Okay. And literally Chris goes, wow, attitude. And he goes, yeah, I do have an attitude. My name's John. I can't remember what the guy's name is. Like, I'm John. Nice to meet you. And Chris was like, we're just here to have some drinks. We're, we're more than willing to sit however you need us to sit or do whatever. But we're all just like taking back. Because this isn't going to work. This is not going to work. Shut the fuck up, sir. It was the most abrasive. Like we were there to spend money. This isn't going to work. And everybody was just like floored. I mean, this guy was unhinged. So finally, I'm like, hey, we're willing to be accommodating and whatever you need. No one has told us where we need to sit. We just, as adults, broke up into two separate groups of five. He's like, well, you're, uh, you cannot bring those chairs over. You cannot. You can only sit on a poof. If you're going to be crisscross applesauce in a circle. I said, what is the difference in having one of my guests sit on a poof and sit on a chair from another table that's not being occupied? I don't understand the difference. This isn't going to work. We should have walked out. We should have walked out. But it was, you know, midnight on a Saturday in New Orleans. And we really were like thirsty after the show. And we didn't want to go down to Bourbon Street. We wanted to have like an elevated experience. But there is, and there's always one person in a service industry. There's always like 10 great people doing their job at a restaurant. And I can say this because I've worked a million restaurant jobs. And there is one fucking asshole who thinks that he is the captain of the fucking ship. And he may have been the GM, but there was no reason for him to come in that hot. This isn't gonna work. But the only way it's gonna work is if you do exactly what I tell you right at this second. Like, I was afraid once I had this altercation with this man, if I was the woman who asked for a tequila soda, he was going to literally take a samurai sword out of his, like, hipster jeans and just cut me clear across the throat. It was the wildest. And I was just like, I don't miss working in the restaurant industry when you had that one fucking power tripping, like... It's always a man too. They think they're overeducated for the job, but they're really not. You're like, chill the fuck out. You failed at a community college like six times. And their name was always something like Liam. You know, it was always a Liam who like made his own craft cocktail bitters in, a, in his basement with his six cats. And you're like, hey, Liam, chill the fuck out. If I want to order a Grey Goose Dirty Martini, let me live, bitch. And as somebody who worked in high-end cocktail spaces in New York, I don't care if you come in and you like, do I want to like, you know, light the orange peel on fire or take a, you know, a clove of cinnamon and rub it across my areolas and then <laughs> blow on it and then put it in the blender for your drink. Yeah, I do. But if you come in and you're like, I want vodka on the rocks, I'm ready to get fucked up. That's also a really easy pour for me and I'll do it. No matter what you're getting into this holiday season, remember, get the gift that's just gooder. I'm talking about gooder sunglasses. Gooder makes $25 active sunglasses that don't slip, don't bounce, and are 100% polarized. If I can give you any advice now, okay, 
make sure you're wearing polarized sunglasses. It is wild to me when y'all buy cheap sunglasses that are not polarized and your eyes are going to be fried by the time you're 20, okay? Get polarized sunglasses. And this is why I love Gooder, okay? They're inexpensive. They're lightweight and comfortable. Again, 100% polarized. They're stylish with lots of cool colors. And if you're active or running, they don't slip or bounce and are easy to clean. And why Gooder opposed to the other brands? Well, I'll tell you. Their stylish sunnies start at only $25 a pair. They have a one-year warranty, 30-day free returns, 100% satisfaction guaranteed, and Gooder is a 100% carbon neutral company with 1% added for the planet, and we love to see it and hear it. If you want to support the show and pick up a pair, Gooder is giving Absolutely Not listeners free shipping on your first order. All you got to do is go to Gooder, G-O-O-D-R.com slash absolutely to get free shipping. Gooder offers a 30-day money-back guarantee and 100% satisfaction. Find a pair at Gooder, G-O-O-D-R.com slash absolutely and get free shipping. Trust me and believe in me, Gooder is the best. Who doesn't love $25 sunglasses that are polarized, stylish, and won't slip off your face? Gooder.com. What's the first thing you do when you wake up? Is it checking up on your credit score? I didn't think so. At Chime, that's exactly what they do. With their secured Chime Credit Builder Visa credit card, you can start to build credit with your own money. Chime reports your payments to credit bureaus to help you build credit over time. Their members seen an increase of 30 points on average. All of this with no annual fees, large security deposits, or credit checks to apply. They were just named the number one most beloved banking app with payday up to two days early and fee-free overdrafts up to $200. They offer financial peace of mind in your wallet. I cannot tell you how important it is to have good credit. I didn't know what I didn't know until I had bad credit. Money can't buy happiness, but not worrying about your money comes close. That's where Chime helps you smile more. So start your credit journey with Chime. Sign up takes only two minutes and doesn't affect your credit score. Get started at Chime.com slash absolutely. That's Chime.com slash absolutely. The Chime Credit Builder Visa credit card is issued by Stride Bank. Pursuant to a license from Visa USA Chime checking account and $200 qualifying direct deposit required to apply for the secure Chime Credit Builder Visa credit card. Regular on-time payment history can have a positive impact on your credit score. Impact to score may vary and some users scores may not improve. Out-of-network ATM withdrawal fees may apply except at MoneyPass ATMs in a 7-Eleven or any AllPoint or Visa Plus Alliance ATM. So the guy walks away and then we see him go up to the bar and he's just fucking bitching and complaining. And another woman comes up and takes our order. And, I, you know, my catchphrase in life is like, it's not worth it. I'm not going to start a fight. But I was actually fuming at how fucking unhinged this man was. And the energy just wasn't inviting. And nothing pisses me off more. If I'm coming into an establishment and I'm going to spend money, I'm going to buy drinks for my 10 friends and we're coming in and we're not drunk, we're, we're sober, we're fresh off the show, we're ready to have a good time. I'm coming in with an attitude of gratitude and you're giving me passive aggressive mixology, it's not going to fucking work. So this girl comes back by and I said, ma'am, I just need to know right now, is this the kind of place where I can order a dirty martini or am I going to get bit? Like, is this guy going to come around the corner like a vampire and put his little hipster fangs in the back of my neck? I need to know. And she laughed. She was like, no, no, no. I got you. And I'm like, let me guess. Is this guy's name like Liam? Ian, Liam, always a fucking bitter mixologist. 
And there could be really a branding moment and a marketing moment for them there. Cause you know, you could be like the bitter bartender's bitters or something. You know what I mean? I'm really good with like that kind of shit. Bitter Liam's bitters or whatever. They always, always, these guys, they hand roll their cigarettes. They always wear a newsboy hat when they get off work. And you're like, that, that does not fit your head. And they always roll a cigarette and on their break, they read a book. You know exactly who I'm talking about. If you've ever worked in a high-end restaurant, you know who I'm talking about. They're fucking reading a book, hand-rolling cigarettes, making their own cocktail bitters or like maraschino cherries in their studio apartment. This is not going to work. I was like, I was about to brawl. I really was. It was just so unnecessary. And as somebody who's worked in service forever, I understand it's the end of the night. You're exhausted. We were coming in again, full eyes, full hearts. I don't know the phrase. Pussies wet, ready to go. Like my girlfriend was with me. She's pregnant. My friend Kira's pregnant. She was like, yeah, I'll, you know, we were not coming in slob kebab. We were coming in as adults ready to spend a, a fine dime on a fine wine. And it was unhinged. Anyways, just it was it's very wild to me to experience two different, you know, spectrums. You got the guy who fell off the fucking boat out of New Orleans, just like, I'm glad to be here. The Coast Guard pulled me up naked as a jaybird. And then you got this fucking, this is not gonna work. You know, I'll tell you what's not gonna work. The Yelp review I'm about to leave, and I'm never that bitch. I am never that bitch. You have to spit in my drink in front of me for me to leave a one star. But I think I'm going to call the general manager. Now that I'm thinking about it, he this man audibly assaulted every single person in my group, and I am not gonna let it slide. And I am sure I will never be allowed to go. The Garden District again. Dude, we went uptown though. We went uptown and I ended up, oh, and speaking of another little twat who didn't have an attitude of gratitude. We end up at this bar and I can't, I think the bar's name is just like Saints. I can't remember. It's uptown. It is a hole in the fucking wall. It's a vibe. We go dancing. We're having the best time. Maybe two o'clock in the morning. And I look around, I'm like, oh, these are all college kids, but it's fun. It's a vibe. Okay. I go in the bathroom, got to use the ladies' room. And I'm drinking Bud Lights at this point of the night. So you know your girl is in the right spot, okay? When mama asked for a Bud Light or a Bud Heavy and I switched to just crisp, ice-cold bottled beers, you were going to be entertained till 5 a.m. That's just when you know it is smooth sailing and I'm about 30 seconds away from asking you for a cigarette. (laughs) So we're in the bathroom. This bathroom is no bigger. The the entire bathroom itself, like including the, the wall that's blocked off to like actually go into a stall is no bigger than a coat closet in a New York City studio apartment, okay? It is maybe two and a half feet by two and a half feet. There's three of us in there squished. So I walk in, I go, whoa, tight space. All right, okay. And I was like, you know, kind of pushed myself in a corner. Still was enough room for us. And I am drunk and I am trying to make very just gentle conversation with this young, I'd say she was probably about 22 years old in front of me. And she turned to me and I was like, I literally said like an old lady, I'm loving the music. (laughs) Holding two butt lights in each hand. I'm loving the music. Now there's anything you'll ever learn about me. It takes a lot for me to get like really drunk, but when I get really drunk, it never changes my attitude. Okay. 
I am not one of those drunks. I don't ever get emotional. I don't get angry. I just stay at an even keeled. It's giggle. I'm going to get stupid. I'm going to get a little more provocative. You know what I mean? I might show you a titty if it's a safe space, but I'm never, I'm not like combative. I'm, I'm just, my attitude stays chill. So I'm just trying to, you know, kiki with the girl in line, 22 year old. And I said, music's fantastic. And she looks at me and she goes, why are you? It's just, that's it. Just not, why are you talking? Why are you here? She was like, why are you? And then walked in to the stall. And there was a lovely, I would say middle-aged lesbian comes in after me and she looks at me and she was like, oh, I got your back, bitch. Like it, we were both in our thirties. And she was like, what did that little twat say to you? And I was like, she said, why are you? Like, you shouldn't be here. You're too fucking old. I was wearing an animal print sweater. And this, uh, this older, she was like, so this woman is, this young girl is in the stall. And I just fucking go off. That's when I fucking snap. I'm like between the rude, you know, hipster waiter being like, this isn't gonna work. And then this young girl who's in the coolest little dive bar in New Orleans, just not having an attitude of gratitude. When I'm like, don't you love the music? And so I yell at her. I yell at her in the stall. So I turned to the lesbian lady behind me who we became, we were kikiing best friends. And I was like, you know what? I've had enough. And she goes, you tell her, you tell her. She's like egging me on. And I go, you know what? You're 22 and you have a fucking metabolism and you have good skin and you're probably doing cocaine in there with your friends. So you know what? Have a fucking better attitude, bitch. Because I was coming in with a lot of positive energy. I don't even have to pee anymore. And then the lady next to me was like, me either. And we walked outside and we smoked a cigarette. You know what I mean? Just, I was dealing with a lot of little twerps and twats in New Orleans. None of these people came to my show. Thank God. People who came to my show were a doll babies and I loved them. But my God, Ew, why are you? I'm going to start saying that when people annoy me. I'm just going to, why are you? Period. Like there's no, it's not a run on sentence. I'm not trailing off. It's just, why are you? Unbelievable. Everybody's coming in hot with the bullshit. Everyone is coming in so fucking hot with the bullshit this holiday season. And I do not have time for it. I absolutely do not have time for it. And I woke up the next day hungover like no one's business. But you know what I had late at night in bed at the hotel, the Virgin Hotel, great little hotel to stay at too if you need a good spot in New Orleans, a Schneider's Honey Mustard and Onion Pretzel Bites. And it's been a, it's not Schneider's, I think it's Snyder's, S-N-D-S-N-Y-D-E-R-S, you get it. You know, I went to Ole Miss. Snyder's Pretzels, whoever thought of the combination Honey Mustard and Onion? You would never, like, when you, when you say that out loud, you're like, damn, shouty. But a honey mustard and onion Snyder's pretzel bite and a ginger ale in bed when you've been drinking Bud Lights, yelling at Gen Z at a nightclub all night after you smoked a pack of Marlboros with your new girl, Tammy, who asked you if you wanted to scissor with her and her wife. I'm telling you right now, right now. Best, best drunk snack. Best. I hadn't had one of those in forever. And that used to always be my go-to, like, you know, uh, road trip snack. And I haven't seen a Snyder's. I think it's Snyder's. Let's look at it. Snyder's pretzels. Yeah. Let's do flavors. 
let's see what other flavors they got. Snyder's, we would love for you to be a sponsor of the podcast. Please call in. Dude, they got buttermilk ranch pieces, Parmesan garlic, jalapeno hot buffalo wing, cheddar cheese. Damn. But you know that honey mustard and onion just hits the spot. Dude, if I was high too, I was laying in bed chugging this, you know, ginger ale, just trying to soak up the the taste of cigarettes in my mouth. And I was like, dude, who thought to put the onion with the honey mustard? So brilliant. So brilliant. Since every ailment and every illness in the world is swirling right now all at the same time in everyone's household, you know what's nice? ZocDoc.com. ZocDoc is amazing. It's a free app online that can help you get connected to any medical professional in any field, in your insurance, in your zip code, whatever you need. What do you do? Download ZocDoc app and then you go in there and say, okay, I need a primary care physician. We don't know what's going on in our house. One person has a stomach bug, maybe the flu. So you go and you type in where you live. Then you say primary care. Then you can type in your insurance or even if you're uninsured, type it all in and it'll literally let you book the appointment, schedule an appointment right there in the app so that you don't have to go on the Googler and then look up the, you know, the the number for the doctor and then see their hours. No, it'll literally tell you, hey, whole family's sick. We can see all of you guys tomorrow at four o'clock. Get in here. Let's get those antibiotics going. I love ZocDoc. I've been using them forever. All you got to do is go to ZocDoc.com slash absolutely and download the ZocDoc app for free. Then start your search for a top rated doctor today. Many are available within 24 hours. That's Z-O-C-D-O-C.com slash absolutely. Again, that's ZocDoc.com slash absolutely. I love ZocDoc because it is a free app that shows you doctors who are patient reviewed, take your insurance, and are available when you need them. Again, all you got to do is go to ZocDoc.com slash absolutely. But I had a great time. The people I met out at the bars were so fun. It was so good to see my college friends. We had such a great time, but I was hurting on Sunday. I was hurting. And I had to put on a brave face for Robin's birthday, and I did. But there was a moment on the flight back where I was like, you know, I literally looked at the woman next to me and I ordered two more ginger ales. And that's my drink of choice on a flight. I love a ginger ale, whether I'm hungover, on my deathbed, have just had the best sex of my life, or like, you know, won the lottery. It doesn't matter. No matter what my mood is, I love a ginger ale. I usually allow myself to have one small ginger ale on a flight, right? Because it's a lot of sugar. And then I'm watered the rest of the time. Maybe an alcoholic beverage if I'm, you know, it's a night flight and I got nothing to do. I had about six ginger ales. And the adorable flight attendant, this guy came over and he's like, sweetheart, you're going to drink us out of ginger. And I said, keep them coming. Like it was so bad. I was at the point where I couldn't, it wasn't a hair of the dog. If I would have hair to the dog, if I would have eaten the hair of the chihuahua, I, I would not have been okay. To bring back another bridesmaids reference, it would have been me just yelling, you know, there's a colonial woman on the, on the wing of the airplane. She's churning butter. Like that would have been me. I would have started to hallucinate. Oh my God, you guys. It was a wild weekend. I fight millennials. I'm fighting a guy at a restaurant. When I got to that really fancy hotel, I was, I had not had a sip of alcohol. Most of the people in my crew had had like a beer after the show. So that's the thing. When I yelled at the young Gen Z girl in the bathroom at the, the dance club, I had had a couple drinks and felt a little loose. It felt like, 
you know, with the with the encouragement of my new lesbian BFF, Tam, Tam looked at me and she was like, you're not going to let her get away with this. I was like, I'm not going to let these little young little 23 year old twats tell us their elders that we don't belong here. I'm telling you what, a lot of attitudes, but you know what we're going to have this holiday season? An attitude of gratitude. Let's get into the voicemails. As always, you can call in 800-213-7503. And if you want a great early Christmas gift, get tickets. HeatherOnTour.com. I'm coming to Louisville this weekend, then Detroit, then Grand Rapids, Michigan. Then the next weekend, I'm going to Asheville, North Carolina, Greensboro, North Carolina. And then I will be back on the road all spring, all the way to June when we play Radio City. I cannot wait. I love the new tour. I love the new material. And I love you guys for coming out to the shows. These have been so much fun. Let's get into the voicemails. Hi, Heather. This is Reagan from Atlanta, Georgia. I have an absolutely not for you. My husband and I got married about six months ago. And the wedding is was very expensive, at least to us. It was about $30,000. But my absolutely not is that my parents are currently getting divorced. My dad did not show up to my wedding, and he said, and I quote, if you wouldn't have invited your mom, I would have paid for the whole thing. And guess what? This motherfucker did not even give me a gift. Nobody gave me a gift from my family, so they can all suck my dick. No gifts for them this Christmas season, but absolutely not. Never put your divorce and pettiness in front of your children's well-being and their wedding finances. I'm pissed. I'm petty. No gifts. Love and light. Bye. Okay. I am feeling you hard on this. And this is an absolutely fucking not. Your dad sounds like he's acting like a child. I'm sure your mom at some point is acting like a child in the middle of this. And what this says to me is your dad is still really in love with your mom. Like no matter how bad the divorce is, that level of pettiness is because they actually care. He cares. Do you know what I mean? He's acting like an asshole. I'm not saying he's not. I have a friend whose parents are divorced and it was kind of a similar situation for her wedding. I basically had to play interference on the mom because the mom saw the dad and the dad saw the mom vice versa. Like I just had to keep spinning them around the dance floor, moving them into different rooms. Like that was my sole job as a bridesmaid was to make sure that the parents had to spend as little contact as humanly possible together. And I had a theory. I had had a couple drinks and I turned to my other friends. I go, it's because they still love each other. Like that's why there's anger and bitterness there. There is usually like if it if it didn't work out, it didn't work out, right? Think about some other your friends whose like parents are maybe divorced. You know, they end up getting remarried. There's other step parents and everybody kind of like vacations together. It's because listen, this worked out for the best that we all went our separate ways. We were no longer in love with each other. To me, when there is that amount of resentment and anger, it's because there is still a lot of love there. And I don't know what happened with your parents. I do not know. And your dad's acting just like an absolute asshole. He Talk about a bitter bitch right there, okay? But if this doesn't scream to me that they are still, or at least your dad is still so hurt, and it, it that comes from a place of hurt. I'm not even trying to really like therapize you right now because I'm not excusing his behavior, but that clearly he is acting out from a place of hurt and is probably still very much so in love with your mother. You know, if they've been fighting a long time and they like just didn't get along, they would still be able to pull their shit together for for you, hopefully. And again, I know things are nuanced and layered and I'm and I don't have all the details. But to me, 
just from this one voicemail, it sounds to me like he can't let it go. Now you should call your dad and say, you know what? You saying that you would have paid for this if my mom wouldn't have come is one of the most hurtful things you could ever say to me because this today was supposed to be about me, but instead you made it about you because you didn't show up. So you know what you can do? You can pay me a 10% deposit for what I had to pay for the wedding as a wedding gift. Feel free, dad, to cut me the check to make up for the fact that I paid for the wedding. What an asshole. But I want you for a second to empathize for your dad and realize that he's still in love with your mom. That is, I mean, right? I don't think it takes a rocket scientist to realize that that's where that's coming from. And I have no details about their marriage, their relationship. But to me, it's because there is so much resentment and anger anger towards your mother that he can't even be there. And think about it. What do we do? When we're upset about something, we hurt the people we love the most, right? Because we know how it's going to hurt them. And unfortunately, he was probably trying to get back at your mom, but it really came back at you. And that is so unfortunate and absolutely fucking not. And I hear the anger and I hear the disappointment. That's what I hear in your voice is your disappointment. I think you need to sit down, write a well-worded out email, have your husband look over it, have maybe a friend look over it, make sure you're not just speaking fully from emotion. Should have emotion in it. And I think, however, you need to get that off your chest, though, and you need to tell your dad. You know what I mean? Also, I haven't gotten a a wedding gift from anyone in my family either. So, (laughs) like, those will be the last people to give you a gift. But I think you call your dad and say, hey, you didn't come. You can help pay for something. Trust and believe I paid for my own wedding. I mean, my dad, my mom had, you know, helped me pay for stuff, but I paid for everything. And it wasn't because Robin couldn't. She just, <laughs> Robin has more money than all of us. And if you think that Robin was giving me a dime, she's like, you got this. You're making money. You got this. You know what I mean? But no, at no point did my, I, I'm just going to be quiet because I can't say what I want to say on the podcast, but nobody sent us a gift. You know what I mean? But you got to let that go. You got to let the gifts go. But you should call your dad and say, how dare you dangle that carrot in front of me to get back at mom? This was about me. And this is how selfish people can become. And this is the other thing. I noticed this around my wedding too. When people would make it about them and the amount of drama that not even, and this is not me like throwing shade to any of my friends, but like even the other drama that I would pick up from my other friends or the shit that they would start, or you feel like people are constantly kind of starting little shit and you're hyper aware of it, right? Especially around a wedding because you're insecure about everything and you're nervous and you want everything to go great. And you know, you're emotional because well, it's your wedding. But I noticed that people would start shit. Where everybody just like two weeks before my wedding came in with the worst fucking attitudes, not an attitude of gratitude, and the worst possible behavior. And I had to have a very strong come to Jesus with a lot of folks and be like, get your shit together. I don't know how we have all lost our fucking minds, but get your shit together. And I need you to show up and shape up for the day that is about me. You know what I mean? Oh my God, I was I was fighting with everybody. And I was just emotionally drained. And I know a lot of it was because my dad wasn't at my wedding, but he's dead. Your dad has no excuse. He's just being a bitter bitch. 
And we don't have time for that. And this is the thing that a lot of guys don't realize. Men are far more dramatic and catty than women are a lot of the times. Like sometimes I see like with Jeff, you know, like the, the shit that stirs in his friendship groups of just like what they get upset about. It's like the dumbest shit ever. And I'm literally like, y'all are worse than a pack of fucking menopausal women. The bees that get in your bonnets. I don't want to hear it. My group is chill. We are low key. We're dramatic in a fun way. Like we will start a fight at a bar, but no one's beefing, you know, interpersonally. But dudes, the pettiness, like we get it, dad. You're upset about the divorce. Well, you know what? Living well is the best revenge. Let your haters be your motivators. He could have gone to three weeks of Orange Theory fitness classes, shaped that ass up, gotten a brand new tux, and would have shown up with an attitude of gratitude for his beautiful daughter, but instead he was an asshole and made it about himself. My heart hurts for you because I know, like, I can hear the pain in your voice of just like, it's a disappointment. And this is a really hard thing for us to learn as we get older. Our parents are not perfect people. Our aunts and uncles, these, it doesn't matter. Any of these quote unquote adults in your life that raised you, that were a part of raising you, not everybody's perfect. And you will have those moments where you're like, wow, these are very flawed people. As are we, we're all flawed. But it is really jarring and alarming when you get older and you start dealing with your parents or, you know, these adult figures in your life, not like, like they're your friends, but also like you're the parent now. I say this all the time. And you're the one having to be like, you're acting like a fucking child. Put a smile on your face and show up. You know, it's like your mom yelling at you to go to the talent show. Quit crying, Emily. Put on your tap shoes and dance your fucking heart out. Your dad could have been walking into that wedding, literally like the passive aggressive mixologist in New Orleans as well. Like, it's not going to work. This isn't going to work. And you would have said, fine. You know what? We're going to figure it out. I understand you're upset. I know you don't want to see mom, but we will figure this out. I will sit you on that side of the room. She will sit over there. You don't have to speak. I don't give a fuck, but cut a check for this shindig. And stay at least for the first dance. And then I don't care if you take crab claws and shove them up your ass. Do not be an asshole about this. And I really have noticed in times where like there's been big things that have been happening for me or whatever, that that's when people act out the most. The people that love you will act out the most when it's not about them. And it's whatever like deep psychological layered issue they're dealing with, it's projection onto you. Okay. Remember what they say. Rejection is protection, but projection is not an erection. And that is from the book of wisdom written by moi. Okay. That is the easiest thing for me to spot is when people's attitudes, usually when people are acting like assholes, it's because their attitudes, they are projecting onto you whatever they are insecure about. And that's not fair. So this is action steps. What are we going to do? We're going to sit down maybe with our maid of honor, maybe with our husband, whoever you think can like keep you the most level-headed as you type out emotion and write, I am disappointed. Talk to your dad as if he would talk to you because you didn't want to go to your little league game. Say, You've disappointed me. These are the facts. Da, da, da. Where's my money, bitch? Sign the email. Seal it with a kiss and send it off. 
And then you sit both of your parents down separately and say, get your fucking shit together. I'm not dealing with this. I love you. My heart goes out to you. I've had a lot of people call in with this, like a lot of like family drama, turmoil. But I want you to know, in any of my brides, everyone's going to act like an asshole two weeks before your wedding. So just buckle up. Have such low expectations for people that you care about that when they show up with attitudes of gratitude, you're like, thank you. I'm so glad. But keep the expectations so low. When everybody else goes low, you just stay smiling, crack open an ice cold Bud Light, get some of those Snyder's honey mustard and onion pretzels and Take them back. Let's get to the next voicemail. Hi, Heather. It's Mary calling from Kentucky with an absolutely not a lot to unpack here. Absolutely not to my Gen X mother having any form of social media privileges. So the other day, um, I sidetracking us here for a moment. I spent the morning two hours at the vet getting my cat a rabies shot. She went full feral cat. I've never seen anything like it in my life. And on the way home, she took a dump in my hair. So absolutely not to that. But I then went home, took a shower. And in the course of me being in the shower for 20 minutes, my phone absolutely blew up with screenshots and is your mother okay messages. My mother, God bless her soul, had posted to Facebook pictures of her Christmas decorations. And she thought she captioned it, fa la 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 la. But what she actually posted was, fuck it up, Santa emoji. That's all. I don't know what to do about this. I had to call her back after it had already been up for 20 minutes to talk her through how to edit and or delete. So absolutely not to Gen X with social media privileges. You can come at me, but love and light. First of all, sister friend, I've been there. If you've never had a kitty cat get a shot, they go full ape shit. Now, one time my cat Delta, who we still have and love and adore, she swallowed a needle. Okay, are you ready for this shit? My kitty cat, and I probably told you guys this before. I was sewing a button on a shirt. I put it on my nightstand. She bopped it off. Then I come home one day. This cat is foaming at the fucking mouth, like bloody foam. And I open her mouth. I'm like, what's going on? I can't figure it out. I rush her to the vet. This is in college. The the doctor opened. They're like, I think she might've gotten into something like rat poison or something. I'm like, there's no fucking way. Okay. She's still breathing, but she's like bloody foam in the mouth. The vet opens her mouth and literally screams and is like, there's a needle in the roof of her mouth. She'd been trying to chew and like play on the string with the, with the button still connected. And I guess somehow she got the needle and it was in the roof of her mouth. So it was just like foaming. So they had to put her on ketamine, which is a horse tranquilizer. It's also what a lot of guys in at raves, guys and gals do at raves. And it puts you in a thing called a K-hole where you're just like dead to the world. So they put her on this shit. They put her on ketamine. I picked her up a couple hours. Surgery was fine. She was fine. But they had to put her on such strong downers so that, you know, she wouldn't fucking snap too hard in her mouth. And then the, the needle would go further up in her jaw. Awful. Horrible. I know you're cringing while hearing this. So I go and pick her up a couple hours later. And this is Delta, my sweet Delta, angel baby, little cherub, chirps like a little baby. She is in her crate and she's like, 
like that, like beady eyes. Her, she didn't even have claws. This is when you still declawed cats. You know what I mean? Like, I, I feel bad. You apparently don't do that anymore. But like in the 90s, we're like, we were declawing house cats. You know what I mean? Her little, her little paws are just literally like, like batting the zipper, trying to, she could literally reach a paw through the mesh bag and open up her own, open up her own zipper. And I, I will never forget. I felt like I was also on ketamine. I got her home and the vet said, listen, she's on some high dose fucking drugs. You just open up the bag. She'll probably crawl under a couch or a bed and try and hide, but just, just leave her there. Don't try and like really communicate, put her food and her water out. She'll find her way, but it's going to take a while (laughs) for her to get off the drugs. Dude, Delta, my precious angel baby kitty was at the the edge of the bag. Imagine if you were like about to fall into a well and all of a sudden you Spider-Maned out your whole entire body, right? So your arms are spread out, your legs are spread out and you're at the front of the well, just like, like you're not going to fall in. This is what Delta was doing at the opening of this bag. And I'm like, Delta, come out. Like I'm trying to like lure her out with a treat. And she looked at me dead ass in my eyes and said, bitch. I'm on the other side now. Give me 24 hours of peace or I will burn this bitch down. Like she spoke to me. And I was like, in the name of Jesus, I rebuke it. She crawls out of the bag after she spoke to me. And then she hid under my bed. And she had like a glow about her. Like, I don't know what the fuck happened, but I remember calling the vet and being like, you told me she was going to be out of it, but this is not normal. I mean, she saw Satan. I saw Satan. We had to come. We went to the other, we went to the other side. We saw the light. We came back. We were cleansed in the blood. Like it was a wild 24 hours. But I will say I would take that any day compared to her taking a dump on my head. You know what I mean? You just said that your cat doo-dooed in your hair on the way home from the bed, which logistically I would like to figure out how that went down. You know, was kitty cat perched up on your shoulder? Did you let her loose in the car? I've never put my cats in crates. Like they don't, that's more traumatizing for them. Cats are cool. If you get a cool one, you drive it to the vet, you put it in the back seat, they'll just hang hang loose. Maybe put down a t-shirt, a sweater, they'll hang loose. But how the kitty cat got, you know, on you to shit in your hair is wild to me. I don't I don't know how that happened, but I would really love to get a little bit more detail on that. So if you could call back and give us a play-by-play, that'd be fantastic. The moral of your story was, because I went into a winded, essentially artistic haiku of my cat, her experience on ketamine being in a K-hole. You're saying that your mom cursed on the Facebooks and you had to go fix it. Listen, if I had a fucking dollar for every time my mom has somehow like, dude, she's, she's turned 75 and Robin's so funny and with it, but there are moments where you're just like, what the fuck? She'll like things and repost things that are like nonsensical. You know what I mean? Or, or she will, I mean, I ban her on almost all social media. She used to do Instagram lives on my own Instagram. I was like, this is, this is a liability. Like I can't, I can't sign off on this. And people are always like, why don't you let your mom on your Instagram again? I'm like, cause I can't control it. And my brand is what pays me now. And I can't have Robin slip up and be like, you know, can we still say the word oriental rugs? <laughs> which you can because an oriental rug is a specific thing. I'm pretty sure you could, you know what I mean? It's just heart of gold comes from a great place, but we all know 
I mean, I said this in the Thanksgiving episode. You all know you're going to sit around with somebody who's a boomer and they're going to say something. You're going to go, I know where you were trying to go. And I know it came from a good, solid, loving place. But how did we get here? You know what I'm saying? How did we get here? So I love that your mom was trying to say, ho, 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 Merry Christmas. And she basically told her entire Bunko group to go sit on her face. Fuck you, girls. I'll see it card night. Every day, Chi. My titties are loose. It's like, Mom, you were just trying to repost a Santa Claus gif. A drunk Santa gift that you thought was funny that you saw your friend Nancy, who's in your Bible study group, post. But in somehow you ended up typing. I don't know how this got translated. I don't know how this happened. Somehow you ended up writing, fuck everybody in my Bible group. I'd love to get dicked down by Santa. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know how it translates. I don't know how these things happen, but they happen. So I hear you on this. I mean, that's that's a tough one. You know what I mean? And, and again, it comes down to like, we're the parents now. We have to regulate this shit. All of my girlfriends, we're in a group text. Every other day, I have to text, Mary Beth, Mary Beth, your mom posted this thing. Or it's like, Annie, Annie, your mom just accidentally posted a selfie online. I don't know how. But you know, it's like the parent doesn't realize that they just took a photo and then posted it. And it's like up their nose, under their chin. Banana bread crumbs hanging out the fucking side of the mouth. You're like, how did you do this? How did you not only A, take this photo, B, make it a live photo so that anybody can click on this? Send it to the group text, post it on Facebook and a LinkedIn. I didn't even know you had a LinkedIn. You've been retired for 40 fucking years. You know what I mean? How? Why? Now, you know, Robin doesn't know how to save numbers in her phone. So she she carries around a little notebook and it's her Rolodex. So if you text her, she'll write, she'll open her book and be like, oh, 404-662-1511. Oh, that's Amanda. And then she'll be like, text back. And I, I saw it one day and I, I screamed. I screamed. I threw the Rolodex across the kitchen and I was like, this is insane. How is this happening? I was like, mom, how long have you been doing this? I will plug in the names. So I took like two hours out of my day and plugged in these names. And then I'm just thinking like, what a fucking renegade she's been to be living on the edge for this long. Like, what if you're out and someone's texting you and you don't have your Rolodex because you left it in the car while you ran into TJ Maxx? You don't know who's texting you about discounts at Ross for less. They live on the edge, but that's also what you have to realize. Our parents live on the edge and there are some days we get buckled down with what society wants from us and what, how perfect we got to look on Instagram. And you know what? Sometimes you just need a loose titty pick from grandma that accidentally got uploaded to remember and remind yourself, be what? Have an attitude of gratitude of why we've got young minds, young spirits and the amount of pressure that we put on ourselves for social media. Let me tell you something right now. I almost had a nervous breakdown the other day. I'm looking at my analytics. I used to get hundreds of thousands of views on my stories. The other day I got like a third and people were DMing me like, Heather, when are you come into this place for the tour and this and this? I'm like, guys, I posted all this on Instagram. Why is this not reaching anybody? So sure enough, I'm shadow banned again or this or that. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on? All of these 
you know, you got to play into the algorithm and you got to post content. If you don't post 16 reels a day, then you're not doing it right. Nobody will ever see your shit. And there are some days where there's just so much bullshit with the algorithm and the followers and the this. and, And I built the social media because I loved it and I loved sharing funny shit with people. But then like now as a creator, I'm punished because I'm not cranking out 16 fucking TikToks and reels a day that feel disingenuous because you don't get rewarded for stories anymore and you don't get rewarded for hard posts. And unless you post 16 reels a day, you don't get put in the algorithm to be pushed out to new people. And at some point you just want to like, like what the fuck is this all for? Dance puppets, dance. You know what I'm saying? I, I really almost had a panic attack over the dumbest shit. And I called my agent. And I was like, why is no one seeing this shit? How come people are saying, I can't see your profile? You know, I haven't said anything bad. I haven't done anything bad. And it's just like, these fucking, these, this Instagram and the TikTok. They punish us. But meanwhile, your aunt, Deb has somehow put up a photo of her areola on the Facebook community furniture for sale group. So now everybody in the tri-state area has seen Aunt Deb's dark nips. You know what I mean? Like how are, I got a cat that just shit on my head. I'm trying to clean up that mess. And then on top of that, you also want me to regulate my aunt's Facebook If her tender nipples end up on the interwebs, I'm done. I think we put our hands up and say, enough. You guys got to clean up your own mess. And mom, if your nipples end up on the internet, don't call me to delete it. I don't know how. Because I'm over here fighting with other 21-year-olds in bars and trying to get my numbers up. Because apparently half my fucking audience can't see anything because I'm not putting out 25 reels every day where I point to shit. Meanwhile, I'm I'm competing with a bunch of 21-year-olds who have time to put up these fucking reels all day where they just point at shit, you know, and they put it like a bubble above their head. And they're like, did you know? And they have to wait 30 seconds for the next bubble where they point down to their crotch. They're like, one in five women in Uganda don't have access to clean water. And you're like, that is actually awful. And I should donate to this charity. <laughs> And then you're like, wow, that was actually a very informative TikTok. And I'm glad that I watched that. And I did go ahead and follow the algorithm worked because I clicked on that link. And now I am, you know, a part of a charity that's helping people get clean water. And I'm the asshole who did a deep eye roll as soon as I saw that first bubble. Did you know that one in five women? Oh, God. What is one in five women? Oh, don't have access to clean water. Wow. Okay. Well, we need to fix that because, again, Attitude of gratitude. I'm privileged and don't need a bitch about anything. But I will say the fact that our parents can somehow post old photos of Ronald Reagan on Facebook, but I can't figure out how to get my message out to my listeners on Instagram and TikTok without another young, like 15 year old kid telling me your videos suck, go kill yourself. (laughs) Dude, I used to crush Instagram. And I'm still out there. I'm still doing the damn thing. But there's this whole thing that I've learned that unless you're like an actual just content machine. Now, 
I'm really sidetracking. This is not me complaining about my job. I love my job. But what people don't realize is as a comedian, I do a 90 minute show on stage. I'm supposed to come up with a new hour of material every week for the podcast. I'm writing two scripts. Then I'm supposed to do Instagram stories. Then I'm supposed to have 15 fucking reels a day on Instagram. They can't be the same ones as the one on TikTok, but I have to find new followers on TikTok. So I have to basically come up with 30 new fucking ideas every goddamn day and then have somebody film it, record it, have the energy to do it, not kill my family while I'm doing that. So 30 new videos, an hour new content every Monday, and then get out on the road and sling jokes and not feel like a shell of a creative human. So I know you were calling really to bitch about your mom posting her nips and cursing people out on Facebook accidentally, but I need you to know as a creator, this is where I'm at. Okay, let's get to the next voicemail. Hey, Heather. It's your girl, Avery. <laughs> An absolute yes to your freaking New Orleans show. We were sitting in the car driving home trying to figure out what was the best point. Like, what what you can talk about. Is it the man from Moss Point, Mississippi? Is it your honeymoon that was a month? Or was it the golf? I mean, there are like a million things. Or let's just talk about, is it Nick Saban? Like, what is the best point of that show? But all we have to say is that we freaking love you. Absolutely yes to this tour. Absolutely yes to all things Heather McMahon. Love and light. Your New Orleans girl. So I decided to play that voicemail as a finisher, as a closer, if you will, just to make me feel good about myself. After I just went on a manic tangent about the trials and tribulations of being a content creator. Wow. Um, my New Orleans girlies really came. They came and they came hard. And I had so much fun. And hell yes to the comeback tour. Listen, we could be like our boy James treading water for 20 hours. But you know what we're out there doing? As much as we can bitch and complain about everything, you know what we're out there doing? We're giggling and we're making dreams a reality. And if I have to be on the road for the next eight years, just slinging jokes like the bartender on the Carnival Valor slinging Long Island iced teas, I'll do it because that's my gift to you. And I will never, ever stop trying to make you girls smile. And I love you. And I love what I do. But I'll tell you right now, I am writing a Yelp review for the fancy bar where the man had the attitude. I will absolutely go back to New Orleans, one of my favorite cities, but they are getting one star. But you know what y'all are getting? 10 stars in my heart because you're the fucking best. And y'all brought the energy and you brought the excitement. Montgomery was a little bit of a pain in the ass. Some of y'all wouldn't shut the fuck up at the show. And I got a lot of voicemails about it, but I didn't want to play him because I didn't want to like seem like I was being negative or upset with anybody. But at one point I did say during the show, this is not a barbecue. We're not at a chapter sorority meeting. This is a professional <laughs> comedy show. And I just played New, uh, Montgomery not too long ago with the farewell tour. But it was wild. Like they came in, talk about a feral cat. These women in Montgomery were like feral cats. And then the meet and greet afterwards, they were so fucking hammered. And one woman was a nurse practitioner and she kept saying, I'll get you whatever drugs you want. It's okay. I'm a nurse practitioner. 
And I was like, okay, but Ash, actually though, you got any Adderall? You know what I mean? Because I'm going to New Orleans and I need to stay awake and hit the hand grenades. And if you don't know what a hand grenade is, it's a drink that they won't ever tell you what is in the hand grenade, but it's like a traditional bourbon street drink. And it comes in one of those giant, you know, yardsticks. But it is, what is it in a hand grenade? It is, I believe, grain alcohol and then like high seafood punch. Like it's, it's insane. But yeah, I did play this last voicemail just to remind y'all <laughs> that I am really great at my job. Also, it's been so much fun because Raymond has been opening for me. And this weekend, Raymond and my buddy Andrew Collin are going to be on the road with me. And I know I'm I'm bringing other, some, some other female comedians out at the top of next year. But I'm bringing the boys right now with me. And the energy is just so funny because Andrew is so straight. And Raymond is so fabulous. And then there's me, just like the old broad, you know, the old touring gal. Oh, God. And I'm just ripping cigs. I don't even smoke. But, you know, I do love a vacation cig. And when you're on tour, it's a vacation every day in a new city. And you know where I, I bet we'll have cigs immediately? Grand Rapids, Michigan. I feel like they will. I'm kidding. I don't smoke on the road. But sometimes, like in New Orleans, I had like one or two, you know, or 10. It's fine. Don't judge me. That's probably why I'm going to end up with the fucking flu, bubonic plague, whatever is going around. Hey, guys, I really want to tell you, though, people are dropping like flies with whatever is going around. Get your echinacea. Don't be stupid. <laughs> Take your vitamins so that I can see you on the road. I'm hunkering down and taking care of myself and doing all the things. And listen, I know that the voicemails can be so absurd, and and but they can also be so heartwarming and loving. And I know we're working through all this shit together. But remember, I am always here for you. And I, I'm so grateful that you guys are here for me. And seeing your faces on the road brings me so much joy. And if I can take you out of your bullshit, your family drama for an hour and a half on a Friday night and we can giggle together, then I know that I'm doing my job and living in my purpose as cheesy as it sounds. So while I will bitch and complain about what I have to do in order for y'all to be able to see my Instagram stories and do all this shit, I want you to know that being on the road and touring and doing this podcast is really, truly, genuinely what brings me so much joy. And I'm so grateful for all y'all's support and for always tuning in and for dealing with my manic <laughs> rages. Because this, this entire podcast today has been all over. I mean, we started off with the man who went aboard who doesn't remember how he got to the water. I still, guys, I cannot tell you enough. If anybody has any connection in Alabama, if, if one of those crazy drunk girls from the Montgomery show knows this man, please get in contact with me. I'm dying to interview him on the podcast. I know y'all would be interested in that too. Also, the podcast studio is almost done. Please DM me. In fact, I'll put something up on Wednesday when this comes out. Please DM me who you guys want me to bring on the podcast in studio and let me know. I cannot wait to start getting more guests on. And, but honestly, I have more fun when it's just us. Like, yeah, do I want to interview people and talk to people? Sure. But I honestly, I like just kind of ripping it with y'all. And my therapist would say that that's being codependent and I need to not make it about me and more about other celebrities. Anyways, in the meantime, between time, I love you. I mean it. I will see you on the road. Get your tickets at heatherontour.com and I will see you this weekend. Again, Louisville, Kentucky, Detroit, Grand Rapids, Michigan. Then we're doing Asheville, North Carolina, Greensboro, North Carolina. I got to go to LA for three days for work. I love you. I mean it. Thank you all for being the best. I'll see you next time. I'm Reverend Archie. Ciao, bye. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode. Don't forget to subscribe, rate us, and leave a review. And as always, follow me on Instagram at Heather K. McMahon. See you guys soon.
Please note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.